Hey, hey, everybody. It's Tim Gillette with the Tim Gillette Show. And we're back with another episode. Again, we're going to try to make this 100 in 30 days. And um, you know what I mean? It's got good and it's got, you know, it's got bad. Bad, I'm doing an awful lot of interviews. All right. I'm working an awful lot. The good is I'm getting to meet some cool people. All right. As you know, I me, mean, most of our episodes we've had this week have all been like awesome people. Some of them that I didn't know was like fascinated what I learned about them on air. All right. And I, as, as you know, me, I teach people create content. And if you need to find what content to create, get to know some people on air. What a great way to create content. And I've got an itch in my nose today. So forgive me, but I'm going to go on with the show. As Freddie Mercury would say, the show must go on today. I'm going to bring to you Julie Cortez. Now, I really don't know Julie. This is one of those ones that I get to find out all about her while talking to you guys. All right. And I get to introduce her to you while I learn about her myself. This is just one of those pluses to interviewing people. So without that, without further ado, let's bring Julie Cortez on the line. How you doing, Julie? Good. How are you? I'm good. I got a nose itch all of a sudden. Like, you know, is that a, is that a sign that like you're hanging around with cool people or something? Yeah, that's what I'm going for. I thought it was somebody was talking about you, but I like your idea better. <laughs> so Julie, all right, first of all, you look cool. Your website looks cool. So I got to get to know you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so tell me, uh, tell me about you. I mean, you know what I mean? Where do you live? All right. Who do you hang out with? Um, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> so um, I'm in the Kansas City area, smack dab in the middle of the United States, uh, born and bred here. I am a copywriter by day and freelance rock star by night. What that means is I write advertising and marketing materials for my clients. Uh, yet at the same point in time, I have found myself um, living, breathing, teaching, speaking, all things freelance. Uh, I developed a professional trade organization called the Freelance Exchange. I uh, teach as an adjunct professor. I created my own course uh, called Freelancing 101. And now I'm totally upping my game as a professional speaker and coach and all things freelance. Cool. cool. So there you, you go. You, you just you just playing in all kinds of arenas. I, I am. Uh, you know, my my career path has taken all sorts of twists and turns, and it's not anywhere at all where I expect it to be, but I am absolutely loving it. So I'm just along for the ride. Well, uh, you know, you said you're in Kansas City. So, I mean, are you taking model after the world champion Kansas City Chiefs? I'm just, just saying. Well, well sure. <laughs> That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, yeah. my my mentor and coach, uh, I don't know if you know Craig Duswald or not, but um, Craig is a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. And Craig, uh, he teaches rock star marketing, and uh, he used to work for Guns N' Roses. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, he's he's my mentor, all right? He's amazing. Put me in touch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and yet, I, 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 and I have this joke with him that, you know, every time I get mentioned him on my show, he's got to pay me, a, you know, a, a, a fee, so... Uh, we're trying to get nice. his name in as much as possible nowadays. <laughs> Rockstar marketing. That's the way you do it. Um, yeah. Um, so you're, you're doing copywriting work. All right. It's very interesting because, you know, people come to me for some of the basics on copywriting. Can we go down that path of like, you know what I mean? The people out there who, number one, need to learn the basics to know how to do it. But number two, when they need to up their game, they got to hire someone like you or me. Can we, we get sure. on that path? Would you mind? 
Sure. No, that's fine. Uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting because sometimes I find clients who are like, oh, I took an English class in high school. I know how to write. And it's like, well, do you? <laughs> because, you know, advertising and marketing copywriting is so specific and there's so much that goes in behind the scenes that I don't think people really understand the research and the psychology and, and just knowing about, you know, getting inside your demographics head. Uh, th there's a lot to, to learn. And, you know, just because you took a, a writing class or an English class in high school doesn't mean you know how to write promotional copy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, you have to, you know, have conversations with people, not at people. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's really intriguing to me. But but yeah, so a lot of people try and do it themselves and, you know, love them for doing that. That's great. But more often than not, they end up coming back because they didn't find the results that they were looking for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's good to know your strengths and weaknesses. And then if you have weaknesses, like maybe you're not a professional copywriter, like surround yourself with smart people so your business can grow. Yeah. Now, now, copywriting, because I, I think I write good sales copy in an, in, I mean, but my own, I don't think I do good, but I mean, I do it for my clients very well. I get results for them, but I think mine sucks for me. Um, but mine for me, and tell me if this is not true, my wife really goes, to, she's my editor and she goes through a lot for, for grammar. Like my yeah. grammar is not proper, but my sales copy gets results. Talk about that grammar versus sales copy. I'm sure you've had <laughs> well, a decline or two. Well, sure, you know, and, and I'm I'm a grammar Nazi, as they call it, you know, just as much as uh, the next writer, you know, and I love getting out my red pen and, you know, marking things up. Um, but at the end of the day, that's not how we talk. And, and when it comes to promotional sales copy, you really want to have a conversation. Like I said, you want to be talking with somebody. And that means breaking some basic grammar rules, you know, mm -hmm. having one word sentences or, oh, you know, God forbid, I'm going to start a sentence with the word and or but, you know, yeah, yeah. they're just, it, they're much punchier and they work a lot better when it comes to promotional copy. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and I love it. I mean, that, that, that I have another copywriter who has agreed with that and I now have, a, I now have it on record. <laughs> <laughs> And you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, let me ask you how you got started into this. Uh, was it something you started to do and you developed over time? Or is this something you went, you know, I want to be a copywriter and you studied? Yeah, pretty much the latter. You know, I was one of those kids in, in school where, you know, I was tearing out magazine ads and putting them on my wall, the really creative stuff. I wasn't, you know, putting pictures of cute boys on my wall. I was putting up really good ads. Um, I was the kid who recorded the Super Bowl just so I could fast forward through football to watch the commercials. Um, I've always loved really creative work. And, and I thought to myself, there's so much bad advertising out there. Don't we open it to consumers to entertain them. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I went to school for advertising. I got my degree in journalism with an emphasis in advertising. I knew early on I, I was a good writer. I, I got the A's in English and speech and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it just made sense for me to go uh, combine my passions of the love for the creative side of advertising with writing and, and become an advertising copywriter. So yeah, I've, I've known from an early age, this is what I wanted to do. And it's it's interesting, you know what I mean? Mine is kind of developed, so it's like some people, you know what I mean? I wonder, you know what I mean? Some people have that direct line, but now you're talking about like, well, now I'm doing speaking and now I'm doing, those are the things that kind of went, okay, I'm going to use that as additional. Right, Correct? Okay. right. And it, 
And, and it's not necessarily to fuel my copywriting business per se. You know, as much as I love writing, there are a lot of other talented writers out there. What I find myself teaching and speaking and preaching about is, is how to run um, your own business mm -hmm. as a self-employed creative type. And there's not a lot of resources out there. Mm -hmm. um, and especially when I started freelancing 20 years ago, there was basically nothing and I had to forge my own path. And I've learned so many tricks along the way. That's what I love giving back to others. I, that's where I find my joy and my passion is, is training things on the things that I wish I would have been trained um, on upfront and, and helping them have a smooth ride uh, along their freelance journey. Oh, and, and you know, you talk about being freelance. All right. Explain what you mean by helping people be freelance, uh, help in their own freelance world. Explain how that, how you help them. Well, so something I noticed really early in my career is that I was surrounded by all of these talented uh, creative types, you know, in the advertising marketing world, I'm talking graphic designers and illustrators, photographers, writers, what have you. And we were all good at our craft. You know, we went to school to study our specific craft, but most of us didn't take business classes. And more often than not, it was because either they weren't required or we never thought we would ever need them. And then lo and behold, whether by choice or by default, we end out on our own. And again, we may be really good at our craft, but we don't know how to run a business. Mm -hmm. And that's the missing link here. And, and it's something that is even especially difficult for creative types because we think with the other side of our brain. Mm -hmm. And so merging those two and, and educating ourselves is, is so integral. Mm -hmm. and, and that's my biggest reason for getting into this is, is again, teaching people you know, the things we weren't taught in school, how to run a business, how to get set up, um, you know, best promotional practices and, and even, you know, finding finding your passion and discovering your why. And and that's how I get in and, and help others is is missing those who are missing out on the key integral things that can really make or break your business. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so you, would you would you say like you know I mean artists I mean I, to me it's one of my favorite things to look at artists who are like uh, they're all creative and everything, but they mm -hmm. they can't keep food on the table, and it's like right. you know what I mean you can turn this into a business you know that right you can actually yep. get paid for this if you're willing to adapt and do it right, um, and I was wondering if that's where where you got down to I mean to to that and helping that so and you've been doing it for twenty years. Well, I've been I've been on my own for 22 years, yes, mm -hmm. um, and then I created the freelance exchange uh, just five years into my career, so that's you know a good 17 years old. Um, but yeah, you know I I created this this course, uh, you know like I just said, this stuff wasn't taught in schools, and mm -hmm. um, fortunately the um, world renowned Kansas City Art Institute located here. Uh, loved the idea of me forming a freelancing 101 class and, and let me get into the classroom to start teaching this. So I've been doing that about four years now. And then just in the last year or so, I've opened up the, the coaching arm and speaking side to my business where I can hopefully you know, help others, um, you know, whether it's in a, a public setting, you know, like speaking, or if it's one-on-one -on -one through coaching and training. Okay, cool. Um, and, and uh, um, you know, I, you, guys, you got a family, you know, Husband, kids, wife, kids. I mean, <laughs> you gotta ask now. I am married of uh, my husband almost 15 years here. Um, and uh, we have a dog, and uh, that's that's the extent of our family. So it works for us. Yeah, yeah. My, my wife and I have been married 10 years, uh, and our kids are grown from previous marriages, and we have grand puppies. 
Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> and we feel that's as close as we're ever going to get the grandkids. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know what I mean? With, with, uh, You've, you've lived there. You've grown up in, in the Kansas City area. Do you um, um, go out to other cities and help, or do you really, really focus on your local area, all right, in your coaching, consulting, and speaking? Uh, well, of course, you know, Kansas City is home and has my heart. And so, you know, I, I have a good following here uh, because of, you know, being the founder of the Freelance Exchange that's really helped, uh, you know, me get into the community. And I go around and I speak at the local universities. Um, and then, of course, the class that I teach every year at the Art Institute. However, um, I am starting to branch out and go more national. Um, I am very involved with uh, the National Freelance Conference that comes out of Austin, Texas, just right by you down there. And uh, I've met some really great people from that. Uh, so they've kind of helped me launch my my national game if you will and, and that's kind of the direction i'm looking to go is to to yes still be involved with kansas city but but see if i i can expand my reach even more nationally mm -hmm. so you, you mentioned there too all right that you are a professor and you teach a class all right at what what institute is it again it's the kansas city art institute okay um you know what i mean how how did you get into that how did that how did that uh, door open for you it was so random um uh, you know i was I had just finished up speaking at a different university, actually, and uh, and I made a comment to the professor, who's an old friend of mine, and I said, hey, you know, it just dawned on me, I'm just barely scratching the surface with this one-hour presentation of freelancing. There's so much more that the students ought to know. You know, gosh, I wonder if, if this university would be interested in creating a course here. And, um, you know, he said he'd look into it. Of course, I never heard back from him, but one of the students in the class actually followed up with me, and they said, I don't necessarily have a connection here at this university, but would you be interested in this other one? And I was like, uh, sure, you know, mm -hmm. especially knowing that the Art Institute, uh, you know, it's an international brand, but the yeah. Kansas City uh, franchise, for whatever reason, is world renowned. And uh, and I thought, gosh, there are no business classes whatsoever at the yeah. Kansas City Art Institute. This would really be a great way for me to get in there and make an impact. And you know, not only are there fine artists that are studying there, you know, studying painting and ceramics and fiber and stuff that I really didn't understand when I first started teaching, but there's also a lot of commercial artists there. No, right. Well, there's a couple of writers or a few writers, uh, but it's mostly graphic designers, illustrators, photographers, filmmakers, animators, you know, people whom I work with in my day to day copywriting career. Um, but, you know, folks who could definitely use uh, the skills or the, the tools that I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was just kind of by happen chance. And uh, my class has sold out, if you will. There's a waiting list every single year. So oh, apparently wow. it's going over really well. And um, it would be really cool for me to be able to figure out a way to duplicate this class and, and have other people teach it in other cities at other schools. So more yeah. people can get those same lessons. And, and, you know, what I mean, along that lines, I mean, of, of duplicating your class, but um, I never thought about you. I mean, you're teaching a business class at an art school. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's a what lot of people. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said before, you know, creative types, and I'm one of them, we're just much, we're very different creatures. Like you want to talk about accounting? Oh my gosh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really interesting, but I feel like I found a way to make it fun and make it less scary. You know, if mm -hmm. I can get in there and say, okay, guys, you, you know, yes, you do have to do some accounting things. You do have to do some administrative stuff. And 
I get it. It's not the most fun thing to do, but here are ways to make it easier for you, whether it's with a, a particular software program or app or, hey, why don't you outsource that to somebody who is really good at that, you know, to make your life easier. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, because where I was going to go with that with, um, you know what I mean, other people out there, uh, would you encourage them, especially in this time, right, to, to now start reaching out to universities to maybe go, hey, uh, would you consider offering this as a class uh, to take what they do in the industry to educate the students along the way? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I've said for a long time, you know, that freelancers were the way of the future, but all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're, we're here now, you know, the future is now. And, and even before, uh, you know, this global pandemic happened, you know, it, we were, you know, in the middle of the gig economy, if you mm -hmm. want to call it. And the, the way the statistics are, are moving is that as of this year, it was supposed to be, you know, 40% of the U.S workforce was freelancing in some capacity, part-time or, or full-time. And I'm not talking just as creative types, but, you know, even Uber and Lyft drivers and hairstylists, anybody who's self-employed working for themselves is part of the gig economy. And that number is projected to skyrocket by the year 2027 to be 50% of the workforce. Wow. Now, here's what's interesting is, yeah, that's a huge number. So, yes, absolutely. I think this should be taught in schools across the nation. Um, however, with this global pandemic, I have a feeling those numbers are going to occur a little bit quicker, yeah, um, yeah. sooner than, than we, we expected, because, you know, a lot of companies are having to lay off people and there's kind of this unspoken hiring freeze going on right now. And I, I think a lot more people are going to be like, okay, I have to make money. What am I going to do? Mm -hmm. So yes, training right now is so important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> get on it guys. Well, well, with that being said, all right. in this pandemic, all right. Yeah. You're at home. All right. You, you've always found ways to make money yourself. I like the yes. same thing here. Um, mm -hmm. What are you know? I mean, what are you doing now? All right, for your clientele and saying, hey, let me help you get prepared. So when we come out of this, you have the talents to be online, offline. Right. Right. You know, we all have to to pivot our businesses right now. There's a huge shift of, of course, everything going online and going digital. Now, you know, this is something that I, I teach my my freelance clients or my students as well, you know, like we should be diversifying our income anyway. We should be creating passive income. We should be bundling uh, services or products, creating packages. Um, and also just thinking outside the box and finding new ways to sell what we already know. You know, I find so many people who who get this tunnel vision. OK, I am an illustrator, so all I'm going to do is offer my illustration services for X, Y, Z clients. OK, that's great. But what else can you do with that? Yeah, you know, yeah. can you illustrate things and sell them on the Internet? You know, can you teach? Can you speak? Can you write a book about what it is that you do? And, and the answers to all of that is yes. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, you know, now is the time to figure that out um, and put those practices into place. And I feel like everybody's just going to be much better off um, when we come out of this because it's almost been, you know, I, I it's a horrible thing that's happening. And not to downplay that, but but to me, it's almost like we've been given a gift of time. Yeah, and yeah. if you, you you know change your mindset on all of that take advantage of this time and work on the things that you ought to be doing anyway and, and be prepared for not only now, but in the future. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and, and along with that thinking is what are you doing now to go, okay, let me learn some new things too. Are you 
studying well, something sure. new right now? Can you can you tell us what it is? <laughs> so, I, I'm always uh, trying to learn something new, quite honestly. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, online summits that are coming out or online conferences. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when I go out and speak, normally I'm in front of a live audience and, uh, you know, Right now, I'm being forced to learn how to speak to just my little camera, whether or not there are faces on the screen. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, if you, excuse me, I don't know if you've had to do this as well, you know, as a speaker, but it's, it, that's really new and interesting for me. So, okay, what are new ways that I can engage with people? How can I still bring the energy, even if there's no face on the screen or faces on the screen? Um, what else can I provide for them um, that will bring value? Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I, you know, I'm researching all of that. I, I myself am participating in a, in a couple of these online summits, whether, you know, attending other, uh, other presentations or providing my own. And, uh, you know, it's all just a big, learning experience, I think, for everybody right now as, as we go through this shift. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because it, like my like my mentor, all right, he didn't do online. He only, uh, in-person events. It's where I learned to do in-person events. And he is like all of a sudden having to do stuff online. And like the first two weeks of learning, he's on the phone with me about Zoom all the time. Hey, how do I do this? How do I do this? He did a class to his mastermind, the other people I'm in the mastermind with and his program with, about Zoom yesterday. And I'm like, this is a guy who called me for two weeks straight. How do you do Zoom? How do you do Zoom? All right. Now he's teaching. And now he's teaching others. Well, and he's doing that for a reason because he's in a marketing business. And he's like, you know what? I'm learning this. And he's always done that, by the way. But I mean, eight years I've been with this with this guy, and he's always done this. He learns something new, but while he's learning it, he goes, you know, guys, I'm learning this. You know what? I'm gonna do a class and I'm gonna share with you what I know. And if I don't know, we're gonna have it on screen and we're gonna learn it together. He yeah. has always done that. All right. Right now, um, your students, all right, and your clients may be just as hungry for that. All right. Yeah. So you're out there trying to do the same thing. There are people listening to this today and they're like looking for inspiration about what to do and how to do this. All right. What would you encourage them to do about, you know what I mean? Learn it, teach it. Well, you know, it, uh, there's a lot to be said for being self-taught and, uh, you know, you kind of have to motivate yourself to go out and, and get trained. You know, there's a lot of free training going on right now because I think a lot of uh, companies and organizations are realizing that, you know, people are uh, bootstrapping their businesses or, mm -hmm. you know, they're they're not getting any money right now because there's not a lot of sales going on right now. So there's a lot of free content out there. And I would encourage everybody to just absorb as much as possible, take advantage of those free or inexpensive offers and learn as much as you can and figure out how to apply them to your business or how to give back to your community or to your clients, you know, to help them better their businesses both now and in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah great, yeah, great advice. I mean, we all need to be up in our game. We all need to be learning. Um, but we all need to you know, to, to uh, learn and then teach, all right? I, I'm sorry. To me, it's a passive thing. That being said, Julie, did yes. you have some mentor in your life that said something that makes that, that now drives Julie? <laughs> I told you were going to make interesting questions on my show. I told you that, right? <laughs> I know. And I should have a really good answer. I'm just, I'm so self-driven. It's yeah. hard for me. <laughs> to say that. I will say I, I met a gal um, at the freelance conference a few years ago. In fact, I think you might even know her. She's down there just outside Dallas. Her name is Alicia White. And mm -hmm. she's yeah, a speaking coach. Yeah. 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 Wait a minute, and wait a I minute. met 
Alicia White's first speaking gig was at my event. What? Yes. Oh, the I had first no idea. time she ever spoke was at one of my events. Yep. Oh, I got her on the stage. <laughs> that's fantastic. I love it. See, look at this coming full circle. So I, I met her at FreeCon, is what we call it, a few years ago, and uh, and then I went and I took her, her course or sat in on her presentation about, you know, how to up your game as as a public speaker. Because mm -hmm. at that time I was just like doing the local university circuit, mm -hmm. and I wasn't really putting myself out there. I wasn't getting paid for speaking, and I was like. I wonder if I can make this happen. And she totally inspired me and gave me the confidence to, to go out and do the things that I need to do. And I bought her book instantly. I have highlighted every single page in the book. And uh, to this day, we still chat every week, if, you know, if not every other week, um, you know, and it's, she, she's just such a great inspiration and such a, a good wealth of knowledge, you know, and, and I feel like, you know, at, at this point, we're kind of accountability buddies for each other. You know, it's not even her coaching me on speaking anymore because I feel like I help her, too, when it comes to mindset shifts and writing and, and you know, those kind of things. So, yes, I, I'm going to say Alicia White. Let's, let's go with that one. <laughs> and that that's just right there was just a bonus for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> Um, but on that, uh, on that ideal of mentorship, all right, because I believe mentorship is you learn, you do, you teach, all right? Not like, uh, I read a book, let me teach you what I read in, my, read in the book, all right? It's experience that teaches. Um, and I, I asked that question to a lot of my guests, and I had last week I had my mentor's son uh, on my broadcast, Zig Ziglar, which Zig was a friend of mine, how I got into this industry. And I was asking him that question. I'm like, well, Tom, I'm going to ask this question, but I'm going to make one exception. You can't say your dad. That was cool to watch Tom Ziegler come out with anyway. But I always find it. And I do mean, Julie, everybody that's on my show, I always find it interesting that it's it's like, you know what I mean? Something weird that was said or something interesting or, or something in their head that they were sitting and thinking about something. And they go, well, I've been saying this to myself for years and finally I realized that it was time to take action on what the, I've been telling myself, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's always something interesting. All right. Yeah. You know, and I, and I go back to, to my why, if you will, you know, Simon Sinek has this whole shtick about your why. Mm -hmm. and, and my whole thing was, you know, we weren't taught this stuff in school. And, and I feel like, you know, early in my freelance career, I was almost a little bitter, not jaded, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that why weren't we taught this stuff in school? Why weren't we taught how to run businesses when so many of us specifically in advertising and marketing, end up freelancing you know right. even if it's part-time on the side <clears throat> so many of us do that and why weren't we given those tools to succeed and so that's what drives me every single day that's mm -hmm. what makes me get up and makes me go and want to teach and coach and speak and, and do all the things to to get that information out there you know how how can i make sure that that the people who need to be trained are getting trained and have those resources at the at their ready you know that that are available Mm -hmm. uh, and and I, I, I love it. All right. It's just, it's so cool that you have that in your mindset, but I want to tweak a little bit. And I want to know is um, some mistakes you made that you went, okay, I know not to do that again. Uh, you know, um, have you had like this consistent process in your mind of every mistake I make, I go in and write how to fix it? 
Well, sure. So, you know, the, of course, you know, we all make mistakes and I'll be the first one to admit that, uh, you know, and, and there's, you know, there's something that I see that happens, you know, quite often with, with those who are just starting out, you know, and, and that's not having a contract in place. Um, and I think that's the biggest mistake we all make. And I, I made it myself, um, but not having a legal document that your client would sign upfront before you engage in any sort of services, uh, because, Unfortunately, the reality of it is, is so many freelancers or, or self-employed individuals, solopreneurs, get taken advantage of just because they are self-employed. Mm -hmm. Because clients feel like they can um, and that this self-employed individual is not going to know what standard business practices are or what their legal rights are. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I got burned early on. You know, there were often times when a client would like try not to pay. Uh, and it, it was a struggle. And so I figured out how to uh, be proactive about it. And then also what are best strategies and best practices for what to do if and when that should happen again. You know, especially in the creative industry, uh, you know, it's such a subjective business. You know, somebody can love, you know, one piece of your work and here's another person who absolutely hates it. And it's like, but okay, just because you hate it doesn't mean you're right. You know, maybe I just need to go find the people who love my style instead. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, you try as you might to be proactive. You show uh, prospective clients up front. You show them your portfolio samples. Hopefully they've done their research as well and, and looked you up and looked at your portfolio samples, maybe reached out to some of your past clients. Uh, you know, and so you, you have these proactive measures in place, you know, and, and even along the whole creative process, it, it's you know, keep your client engaged. Okay, here's where I am. Here's my first draft. Here's my second draft. Here's my third draft. You know, and hopefully they are giving you honest feedback so you mm -hmm. can make adjustments along the way. But sometimes there are people who are just not good communicators. There are not people uh, who know how to give really good constructive criticism. And at the end of the day, they may actually say to you, well, thanks for doing this, but we're not going to end up using it. So we're not going to pay you. Mm. Well, that's your choice, but that's not how, that's not the way it works. You still pay me for my time and the value and my skills and everything that I put into this project. And, you know, I try and train others in that, you know, I would say it's just like going to a new hair salon or barber to get your hair cut. You know, maybe you don't like it. Maybe you ask them to make a revision while you're there in their chair. Um, but before you walk out the door, you still pay your bill. Mm -hmm. You may not come back, you may not refer them, but you still pay your bill before you leave. And it's the same concept. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's so important to put those proactive measures in place, uh, do your research, show your work, uh, put the contract in place, have them sign it. Don't be afraid to ask them to sign it. If they don't sign it, that might be very much a red flag to walk away um, and then be prepared to, uh, you know, be be your own um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Be your own badass, if you will, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, go through the appropriate steps to make sure you get paid in the end, because uh, what they're doing just is not is not cool, yeah. um, and there's no yeah. reason for it. So, yeah, I, I, I yeah, had I, um, I had um, oh, white can echo there. Oh, white there. Oh, um, um, I turned it down. I had I had a hairstyle that I used a couple years ago, and basically when I left. Hair looked all right. I get home and I look in the mirror and I look like I have gray streaks. And I'm like, no, I hated it. Right? I didn't call up and can I didn't call up and cancel the payment. I just 
went and got it fixed to where I liked it. I just didn't like it. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Well, you know, something interesting in the copywriting thing. All right. I don't, uh, you know I mean? I, I can fix someone's copy, but I can't create something for you out of the blue. Can you create something for your clients out of the blue or do you need, give me something to revise? Um, you know, I, I, I can do it both ways, quite honestly. Okay. Um, I, I can pull things out of thin air if I need to. Th this is my running joke. This is why um, my degree is called a BS in advertising. <laughs> <laughs> because really, that's that's my job sometimes, yeah. you know, is to make them look good and sound good. Um, but quite honestly, I prefer when they give me something written up front that I can go in and tweak because they are the masters of their own domains. They know their businesses inside and out. I don't, you know, I can come in and pretend that I do and I can research and, and study, you know, their business and their clients, you know, as much as I can. But at the end of the day, they know everything to a T. So if they give me the copy, it's much easier for me to, to, you know, get inside of my head. Okay. What are our, what are our goals? What are we trying to accomplish? What's the correct uh, brand voice that needs to be occurring here in the tone? And then go in, you know, and come up with my my witty headlines and my short, punchy copy and, and results-driven copy, you know, things that are going to, at the end of the day, do what the client wants them to do. So, yeah, I can go either way on that. Cool. Uh, yeah, because I, I can't. Like, and I, I actually do, I actually rewrite, uh, a, you know, a local big speaker. I write all of his sales copy for his emails, but I don't, I can't create it out of thin air. I, he has to give me something to work with. Uh, and that's just my creative thing. Now I do give them a template on how to give me that information, but yeah, I find it interesting. You know, who you, you have a talent. I don't, you can create out of thin air. I can't, I have to have something to work off of. Anyway. Well, I'm glad you have that template. I mean, you know, I think a lot of us, you know, have some sort of research process that we go through or interviewing process to get that information, whether we look at their website or sit down and ask them questions. Or, you know, one of my tricks, too, is, you know, I ask them to pull out, you know, other promotional pieces that they've done before, if they've done them before, so I can kind of take a look at what they like. Um, and then also have them tell me, okay, who's your competition? And what do and don't you like of what they're doing? Mm -hmm. And so that kind of helps frame everything uh, for me to go in and, and BS my way through it, <laughs> if you will. So. Cool, cool. Well, I mean, uh, uh, Julie, this has been an interesting conversation with you today. Um, there are people who want to get, are going to want to get a hold of you. Number one, they realize that you can you you can take and create their sales copy from scratch, whereas they have to give me the. <laughs> so now they want to talk to you and not me. Anyway, um, it's okay. Um, but where can they get a hold of you? What's the best place they can find you? And do you have any free offers for them? Sure. Uh, so the best place to find me is on my website at juliecortez.com. Now that is Cortez with an S at the end. A little tricky there. And uh, yeah, you can find all things about me, copywriting, speaking, coaching, all that jazz, um, as well as if you want a freebie on the homepage, I have a special deal for you. You can scroll down and at the very bottom, you can sign up to receive um, a PDF download of seven tips to rock your solo business. And these are just quick little things, a checklist that you can use to help motivate you and inspire you to be the best solo business owner you can be. So yep, juliecortez.com. That's where you'll find me. Cool. Well, you know, Julie, I, I, first of all, I thank you for coming on today. It's been a joy getting to know you on camera. But Thanks, thanks you, for having you, me. You, you, you do know I have a game that I like to finish my show up with, right? What? What are you getting me into? <laughs>
you look playful enough. Come on. Yeah, I'll do it. What you got? So, so like, uh, you know what I mean? I, I watched Sammy Hagar do this on his show. And we know, I mean, come on. I'm cooler than Sammy Hagar, right? I love Sammy. You are speaking my language. Okay. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. I got to ask, what's your favorite band? Van Halen. Duh. And you yes. like, wait a minute, wait, but you like Sammy better than Dave though. I do like Sammy better than Dave. I know people are going to kill me no, for no, that. No, but it's, yeah, no, I'm it's all right. Van Hagar being honest, I, I'm, all right? Being honest and being okay. smart. All right. I love Dave more than I love Sammy. However, truth be known, the band was more successful with Sammy. That's, yes. that's. I was going to say, and if you see them today, like Sammy kicks Dave's ass, like, you know, they're both older, you know, so I get it. They're slowing down, but Sammy still rocks and yeah. he still sounds amazing. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. So okay. anyway, no, I watched Sammy do this on his show, Rock and Roll Road Trip. And I'm like, I like that. I'm going to put that on my show. <laughs> so I have about nine questions here. Uh, they're two different choices. You just pick one. And some of them we're probably going to elaborate on because there's always, there's always a story. Um, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like to start out with, uh, to find out who my, who my geeks are. All right. And that is with Star Wars or Star Trek. Neither. <laughs> but I, but I could, I guess I should have changed this one to Sammy or Dave, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd, pr I'd probably go Star Wars, but at the end of the day, nah, neither one really interests me. So yeah, not the geek you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> These are not the geeks you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> me. <laughs> well, we had more fun with that one, just saying. My next one here is kind of the, the way we like to learn nowadays. Would you rather listen to a podcast or read a book? Oh, listen to a podcast for yeah. sure. Yeah, they're yeah. getting more and more interesting now that I am. I'm starting to listen to more and even audio books more than reading books. But yeah. Mm -hmm. um, how about dessert? Do you want ice cream or watermelon? Watermelon. I, I definitely, um, I'm more of a health nut, you know, okay. than I am about sweets. So watermelon all the way. And if you want to spike it, even better. So. <laughs> oh, that question's further down. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, what's your favorite color, pink or purple? Oh man, <laughs> now that's pressure. <laughs> um, you know, my logo started off as purple and uh, as I've kind of merged, uh, you know, my copywriting business into, oh, you know, being founder of the Freelance Exchange, which is all hot pink, I now have a gradient um, as my logo and my hair um, and everything. I'm gonna go with pink and hot pink. It can't be like pastel pink or Barbie pink. It's got to be hot pink, like a bold magenta. Yeah, yeah. So, ah, uh, it's, it's yeah. gone. So, you, but you're <laughs> in the health. So, I don't know if this next one's going to apply or if you're going to smack me for it. But I got to ask: taco yeah. or hamburger? Taco, <laughs> all the way. <laughs> Love me some tacos. Yep, yep. Heels yeah. or heels or, or boots? <sighs> Both. Um, <laughs> it depends on the weather, yeah. you know, because of course in the winter or fall months, you know, you want to, you want to wear those boots that have heels on them, but, but come summertime. Yeah. I want to put on my peep toe shoes and my wedges and yeah. yeah. That's my, that's my girl question that I have in there for when the girls are on my show. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, now we get down to the good one, beer or wine. Wine all the way. <laughs> Is it wine 30 yet? I mean, yeah. it's only 
we've had uh, now we have a fully stocked bar downstairs of course i have you know i keep my two up here but uh we have a wine rack that is like right over here in my office with about 130 bottles of wine on it nice in your office too that's amazing (laughs) now that's hardcore (laughs) well it's we live in a small condo and it's just that's the spot where it fit yeah got it got it i mean no judgment (laughs) um so this one here could create wars, but I'm going to ask it, and that is the toilet paper. Does it go over or under? Over. <laughs> no, no question. <laughs> over. Under is just lame. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There has been, there's stories going back on my podcast. If you watch previews, one lady actually said, I'm single, and if I, if I date a guy and I have to change the toilet paper from under to over three times, I break up with him. Uh, you know, it's like this has gotten good with that one. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, and my last one is boxers or briefs. For me? <laughs> well, it could be a choice of what you like to see, uh, you know, but hey, yeah. if it's for you, but I, I'm not judging. <laughs> you know, I like a combination of the two. I like those boxer briefs, you know, that uh-huh. kind of look like bike shorts. Those are hot. I, I like those. <laughs> Your husband taking notes as to what he's got to go buy now. <laughs> oh, he's got some. Don't worry. <laughs> See, the game's not that hard. <laughs> no, that was great. That was fun. Thank you for yeah. letting me do that. You bet. So one more time, Julie, uh, uh, for those who are also on the audio version, make sure they understand how to reach you and your website and and this, uh, know, know where the free gift is for them. Sure. JulieCortez.com. That's J-U-L-I-E-C-O-R-T-E-S, as in Sam. And the freebie is on the homepage. If you scroll down to the bottom and you put in your email address, it will be on its way to you. Cool, cool. Well, thank you for being on my show today, by the way. All right. Thank you Bye. for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for the audience for tuning in today. All right. And getting to meet Julie. Please go check out her website at juliecortez.com. All right. Check, take advantage of the free gifts she's offering today and get to know her more like I did. All right, guys, uh, we'll be back with another episode real soon of the Tim Gillette Show. And please go ahead, subscribe to us. We're on podcast of Apple, Apple Podcast, Anchor FM, YouTube. Go check us out. Subscribe so you can catch the next one live. I'm Tim Gillette. I will see you next time. Bye now. <laughs>